love talking to Taryn McCracken. I feel like she is me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh, we have so much in common. It's like we're partially crazy for doing a million different things that are like not interconnected in any way, shape or form, Uh but using the knowledge from all of those things. But I was really inspired by her and just how resourceful she is. I was inspired by the conversation that we had about knowing when to close something down, start new adventures, and really how she has found a way to juggle everything, not to mention the cute little visitor that we had with her. We did. We did. (laughs) Our little Leary girl got to join us for the podcast, which was a first for us to Mm -hmm. bring a baby (laughs) on the show, which you'll hear from a little bit, (laughs) which is fine. This is real life, right? This is what we do as moms. We make stuff happen. And Taryn is, I mean, that's just what she does. The woman is, like you said, the most resourceful person that I think I know. There's a will, there's a way. And if you learn anything from this podcast, it's that if you have a why, you will figure out how to make it happen. Right. And she just, she shows up. And I think the tenacity is something that's kind of been lost, I think, a little bit for a lot of us, um, that we've been kind of handed things a little bit. And she's had to show up in so many ways in her life to show up for herself. Right. And it was just a, a great conversation. I feel like, I mean, I'm a little biased, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like, uh, you can tell people why you're biased. <laughs> yeah. So she's my sister-in-law and I look up to her in so many ways. I'm, I mean, I'm, older than she is, but she is such a wise soul and has so much just valuable information to share in such a beautiful way where it doesn't feel um, like she's preaching at you or anything or judging you or anything like that. And I just feel like we could have gone in so many different directions. She has so much to give. So I would love to have her back at some point. We say that about a lot of people. Uh, Yeah. Well, (laughs) and she kept talking about all the different businesses. And I think that's why I felt connected to her because it's like, I run multiple businesses, but I feel like I'm spinning so many hats, but I feel like she does it in a way more grounded way than me. (laughs) And so I was like, oh, because I just kind of have so much in my head, you know, about what's going on. And now I need to do this. Now I need to do that. And it felt like she was very grounded and she does all of these different things. She has it timed out. She has it mapped out of what she's going to do when, um, and it it was just really inspiring to be able to see how she makes all of that work for her family and how she's taking the time to prioritize being a mom mm-hmm. and still like wearing all these hats and keeping all the plates spinning. But just she's so chill, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm I like, know. I am not that chill. I am so high strung. But she's so chill. Um, and it's just it was a really great conversation. So. Yeah. It's the beauty in wearing all the hats, right? We don't have to be one thing. Right. We can be multiple things and they can work synergistically and be so different. And I think that's the really great journey that we go on on this episode. Right. And you don't have to climb to your height of anxiety to carry it all, right? Exactly. <laughs> or if you can, you ground yourself back down and reprioritize, which is what she talks about. Yeah. Great conversation. Enjoy Taryn. I'm Sarah. I'm Caitlin. 
two women discussing all things in business. Welcome to She's the Boss. We're live. We have Taryn here. Very excited. Caitlin knows her a little bit. Just so a smidge. <laughs> you can talk about your relationship a tiny bit. Yeah. Taryn is my sister-in-law mm-hmm. and the mother to my three beautiful, yeah, uh, nieces and one nephew. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so we're just slightly connected. Just a little bit. Yeah. And we have a guest with Taryn mm-hmm. in the studio. So just in case you hear our little guest. Yeah. We have Leary here. She can be our mascot. Larry Jade. Mm-hmm. All of um what twelve? Not weeks? even uh, eleven. Yesterday or tomorrow will be eleven. Eleven weeks. Eleven weeks tomorrow. Our youngest podcast guest. <gasps> Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Adorable. Yes. Well, I'm super excited that you're here because you've just always been like this force to be reckoned with. You're <laughs> just. I don't know. You just, I was trying to describe it to Luke the other day. Like, you know, I was like, she just like somehow manifests this incredible, like life and opportunities. And Luke was like, it's not really like manifesting. She just like Does. makes it happen. Like, <laughs> Does it. She, yeah. Like she puts herself out there and puts herself in these situations to where she does have those opportunities. It wasn't like she just sat there and was like, come to me, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you're right. You're right. She is pretty badass. <laughs> that is the weird thing about the word manifest. It's like stuff won't always just happen. Right. Like, yeah. You got to do it something about it. You got to do something. And I think people do it because they manifest, manifest and think about it, but yeah, definitely making it happen. So, um, I was reading a lot about, uh, you and your business and a lot of it sounds very familiar and a lot, I think, that Caitlin and I definitely relate to. Mm -hmm. And, um, so will you just tell us a little bit about the history of you as a working mom and what you used to do and like what you do now? Yeah. So I moved to California fresh out of college, knew I was from Maine and had to de-thaw from, you know, all Mm. the coldness Mm. of 22 years. So I went the San Diego uh, lifestyle. And right as I got there, I um, jumped into the juicing industry. Um, It was the basically the start of the juice craze in Southern California. And I was all, yes, 22 years old. And I ended up running this company called Detox Lounge. And I was selling like massive juice cleanse packages and I was, I remember lying about my age, right? Cause who's going to buy like a 700 juice cleanse from this like 22 year old girl. <laughs> so, um, and about a year into that company, I called one of my best friends, uh, from Maine who we grew, who I grew up with and her name's Hannah. And I was like, you need to come out here. We have to do this juice thing together. She had just gotten her nutrition degree and um she's like all right packed her bags and moved right out so uh from there we have we opened a a juice company called vitality tap together and then we parted ways for a little bit as you know young entrepreneurs do that Mm -hmm. are feisty we had friends in friends so hard so yeah there so we had confrontation came up which was such a great learning experience and to do early on as well as Mm -hmm. an entrepreneur um and through that experience, 
uh, not only did it like break my heart and so many parts of me, but sh- uh, we were able to come back together and create our juice dynasty, I like to say, <laughs> called O Juice. And this was our most successful uh, juice venture together. Um, we did this for um, six years and we brought it from, uh, we were self funded from the ground up, like starting in. Uh, farmers markets and uh, she did a kickstarter and got 60k versus on kickstarter and kickstarters are so hard to do Mm -hmm. and take so much energy so it was great to see that accomplishment and then we called in manifested however you want um, a set of investors uh one of them was this uh, house that we, we we moved into a house together and the landlord became our investor i was like wow how perfect and then from there we ended up finding we call them our um our angel. <laughs> um, it was one of our clients. Uh, she actually passed away um, from cancer, but she was using our juices to um, go down that route for healing. And her husband actually came in as our like big investor. So we went from mm. this small mom and pop style juice bar to this massive 36 employees running around the clock. Like we had employees in there making juice throughout the night. We had our delivery driver showing up at 2 a.m. to deliver the juices before 5 a.m. And then the cafe uh, juice bar portion would open up at seven and close at five when the juicing crew would come in to make the juices. So it was a 24 hour around the clock. Our phone, like my phone would always ring. It was insane, whether it would be like 2 a.m. or 4 p.m. at dinner time, like no matter what we were on continuously. And I probably did about 500 interviews during that span Mm -hmm. because it is so hard to find good help in Southern California. You know, you have when you were coming from the East Coast, you know, North New New England, like mines that were just hard workers. Yeah. And then we're going to, you know, San Diego surfing vibe. (laughs) It was just different (laughs) mentality. So we had, you know, we had our core group of employers, but there was a lot. So there was just that whole piece of it uh, that was really challenging, but totally. Yeah. feel like that mentality is spread, uh, spread. <laughs> I, think, I think it has infiltrated the east coast now well yeah <laughs> yeah for a number of different reasons yeah. a lot of it is you know uh, covid yeah. mm-hmm. was one of that mm-hmm. and just the whole swing of everything happening with that and people leaving their careers and yeah. well yeah and colleges telling people they should demand a certain salary that small businesses can't, can't afford, can't afford. Yeah. right so yeah so I just have a quick question about that. What is so hard about a Kickstarter? Because if someone's thinking about starting their own business and doing that, what's, why is that hard? You just have to be on it. You have to be persistent. You have to be on it every single day. You have to be making videos every single day. You have to basically pour your heart out and be vulnerable and ask people for money. Asking people for money, maybe that's, that's not one of my favorite skill sets to use. You have Mm -hmm. to, because you have to be okay with being denied. And you also have to tell a really good story. Like mm-hmm. how good is your story and mm-hmm. how do you make people fall in love with the point that they want to give their money to your story and help you get to the next level? Right. Cause at that point it literally is just a story. You it have is. nothing to give them. <laughs> nothing. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> like if we get this, you get this cool uh, bottle of juice and this bag and this ebook, but you also could get nothing. Um, right. If we don't raise enough, if we don't raise enough. So yeah. Um, and Kickstarter, there's other, I like the GoFundMe. I think you get, even if you don't make your goal, you still get it. Whereas Kickstarter, if you don't, if you could get a dollar short and you're not getting anything, you have to, oh. um, oh, yeah. you have to reach your goal. Uh, so uh, no pressure. Yeah, exactly. And you have a month to do it. So, uh, um, <laughs> your face is 
I am learning so much. Yeah. That is. So, Woo. Uh, yeah. She, no, I you. mean, having a good visionary is great. I am more of the back end behind the scenes. I like to hold the businesses together. Um, and Hannah is goes, she looks like 10 miles ahead and she's the visionary. And I think that's why we paired so well in business. Mm-hmm. However, I surprise got pregnant in uh, the build out of our cafe. And I, it was a lot. It hit me like a pound of bricks. I was, my partner and I, we, I didn't really know. We didn't know each other really well. And um, yeah, and I remember just looking at Hannah, my business partner, and be like, what am I going to do? And she just, she's like, we're going to do it. We're going to figure it out. You know, we believe in a divine source creation that this was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And this soul wanted to come in for a crazy ride. So she sure did. Uh, yeah. So she came mm-hmm. in um, in 2026 or 2016. And I continued um, this trajectory of entrepreneurism in the juice industry um, for about three years. And it was a lot to balance and to just luckily we had family, you know, we had mm-hmm. um Kaylin's mom was our biggest uh, child care person. Yeah, <laughs> so we were, and it's great, you know. You leave your, yeah, her Nima, and we would leave the you know the baby there, and that felt good. Um, at that same time that I was opening, you know, this big cafe, um, Chris was working for Tony Robbins, and he actually the day we hired a nanny, got laid off, and I was like, oh, well, <laughs> plot I, twist again, whole body chills. Like this is supposed to happen you get to stay home. You get to be the stay at home dad. Fun. Like you. And so he took on that role, um, being with Tanny, why I powered ahead. Um, and then in 2019, we, it was just the margins and juice when you do it all organic glass bottle, superfood infused, there was no corners cut. We wanted to pay our people a decent amount Mm -hmm. to keep Mm -hmm. good people. It just, we weren't making money. And it was just so much. And we had this investor, you know, he had all the money in the world and he kept pouring it in and we were just pouring our hearts and souls. And we just had to stop and be like, where does this end? Like, where do we just keep scaling bigger and bigger and bigger and hit that, that economy is a scale and just work harder and harder for pennies (laughs) Uh, or do we sell? And so we came to the conclusion that we're going to sell and that's what we did. Um, And that was in like the end of 2019, like or June of 2019, halfway through. And again, divinely guided. Imagine if we had that yeah. two brick and mortars during 2020. Yeah, uh, we would have. We, mm, yeah. So we got out at what I like to say the perfect time. Talk about um, which we've never talked about, but yeah. just the journey in deciding to sell a company that you've poured yourself mm-hmm. into so much and that becomes part of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. How do your identity? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like what's the process look like to decide, Um, okay, I'm going to sell this thing now. And then do you stay obsessed? Like keep following it to know? Oh, yeah. That, so we sold it to another juice company. So it was like, they just turned it in more into theirs. (laughs) So it was, that was kind of an easy part. Um, and our investors, kids like deleted everything. Like we lost everything, no Instagram, nothing like our website, everything was deleted. So that was, I don't know. That could be looked at as easy. It's almost like you just erased it. Uh, but also like, well, we have nothing to show. We have yeah. like pictures and, and, and on our own personal accounts. But wow. Um, 
it was definitely a mourning. You have to mourn that. But I, I think I had an easier transition because I had a baby, you know, and I just looked at her and I was like, I just missed, not miss, but I just did sac. I sacrificed those first three years because I had this other baby, this Jewish baby. So, you know, I was already like dividing my time and I just knew deep down, like I wanted to be there for more of those moments. So I think it was a lot easier for me to, to be able to let go because I knew I was sliding into this. Um, Chris and I also chose to live in a van for two years and travel like around um, with a baby, with a baby, yeah, okay. and fully the, renovated van, fully like, renovated. Chris built it beautiful. all out. It's gorgeous. It's yeah, amazing. So we did that as well. So I was like stepping into like more of like this adventure and you know, taking this little bit of money that I got for, well, it was a lot of money to me for selling out, um, selling the company and just having fun and really just figuring out what I want to do next in life. Uh, and I'm so happy that I had that time with her and just to, it was like a solid four months of just exploring, exploring myself, exploring with her, exploring this beautiful country and, I think that's when I met you, right? Was during that during time. During our exploration of yeah. nomadic living, like what are we doing next? And I, uh, we also knew we, we were leaving San Diego. Like that was like a closing chapter. So again, another thing like, oh, we're, we don't have to live here. We get to close the book. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't imagine like still living there and having to yeah, look yeah, yeah. back. Right. Or like drive by oh the old God, location. Was, yeah. yeah, that, that would be would hard. have been harder uh, for sure. And, or like bump into clients. Oh my God. Right. Like, oh, what are you doing now? Oh, living in a van oh. <laughs> with my dreadlocks. It was quite, it was quite. Yeah. A- it was like a massive swing, yeah. but that's like, I think one of the super cool things about you is that you can be like, you can pull upon this, like get it done. Here's my to-do list, make this happen. And also be like this, like super free, um adventurous go Mm. with the flow like you have both both of those that you can call upon so easily and I don't think I don't even know if I really know anyone who I would say that about besides you it's a Gemini (laughs) in me the the two I always say I like many selves inside myself yeah (laughs) yeah so then it was just kind of like blanks blank the terrain was blank and what did we want to create next uh and for a little bit of time I mean then we, I, I, you know, I, I followed Chris's dream and we started our CBD hemp company and that was really cool, um, which we still have. It's called Sacred Flower Organics and that was like an online hemp company and he had developed some skills uh, working for this hemp company in San Diego. So we, I learned so much from him and then we started this and we had all these like, you know, big piles of hemp. <laughs> and CBD, and then and we were like, you know, carting it around in our van with <laughs> selling it online. It was don't and, get pulled over. <laughs> I know. And then we like set up it in the basement of your dad's house, and we're like, here we are with our business. Yeah, and we're we ran it showing out of, like, up you know, to yeah. We're, this is how we're making money, mm-hmm. and um, and that, that fed, I think, his soul more than mine. But it, I learned again, learned skills. We built our website, learned how to like upload the products, and. Um, then I really dove into that because in 2020 hit and we're like, okay, well, what are we going to do? We have a, oh, we have this online hemp company. Great. So I made, 
um, different salves and I developed these like herbal blends that you could use for tea. And, um, and this was again, using like some skills that I learned with the juice company, with the different superfoods and different herbs to add. And Mm -hmm. these do this and this does is better for sleep and this gives you energy. And so that was super fun. And then I was like, Oh, this feels good again. I'm creating, I'm, you know, fueling this need because I love motherhood so much, but I didn't want to get lost in motherhood. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, at this time, I also got pregnant. So this time it was... <laughs> this just keeps yeah, happening. This was, but this was, this was an intentional pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about an intentional pregnancy that is very different from, oh, you're pregnant. I don't mm-hmm. know. So mm-hmm. we really called in this next soul and it felt really good. And I was excited to like make my little girl a sibling. And yeah, it was really great. And it was 2020. So like, what else are you going to do? <laughs> 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 in your house and have babies. Uh, so... So we had the hemp company going. We had the uh, the baby coming. I also um, started this um, other passion that turned into a profitable passion. Uh, it's called Womb Empower. And I made a course about having natural childbirth. Mm-hmm. Since I was getting ready for my nat- second natural childbirth um, and my first natural childbirth in just blew me out of the water, I wanted to share that experience and also help educate moms because we can all have natural childbirths <laughs> yeah. with the right tools. Uh, so I created a toolbox and a course, and I also started um, encapsulating placentas <laughs> at this time as well. So yeah. sacred flower, womb and power were two ways that I was making money in 2020 from my house. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, which is like what every person wished they could have done right <laughs> on their own terms exactly. you know not being forced into it but like oh I can create something with a passion that I have yeah sign me yeah. up for that and I was people were paying me and that was great and and then it was like automated too which was really great you know the, once you make a course you can sell it a hundred times right um, mm-hmm. really big on hundred thousand times <laughs> yeah I, every, it's funny everyone that's been on our podcast that refers to COVID. I mean, that's why they're on this podcast is because they got creative during Uh that time. And it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to let this get me down. What can I do to make it better (laughs) and and help myself and make money and And make the most out of it? Yeah. And help other people. I mean, what you did helped other people. Um, I mean, CBD is such a huge Mm -hmm. thing and I'm so glad it's becoming more accepted everywhere and not seen as such taboo because, um, I actually have epilepsy. I don't know if you knew that. that So, um, I started taking it. I can't remember what year I started taking it, but I used to have to take, I clearly still take my seizure medicine. I'm not going to let that go because that would be not good. (laughs) Um, so I started taking it because anytime I would get extreme anxiety, my epilepsy would start creeping back Mm. because, you know, it just anxiety throws your whole body off. Yeah. And so my neurologist would give me like a backup medicine called clonopin. Oh, Leary. Yeah. So in order to keep, yeah, she's like, (laughs) I need to eat. Yeah. (laughs) In order to keep me from having what they call breakthrough seizures. Mm. And so, 
Um, I didn't really talk to my neurologist about this, but I <laughs> didn't take the clonopin and I was like, I'm just going to try CBD oil and see if that helps with it. And what I love about it is I can't tell when I take it, mm-hmm. but I can tell when I don't take it. Mm, I love that. And so it's not like I'm walking around like <laughs> feeling like I'm high <laughs> or right, right, right. Like yeah. that. Yeah. And like nobody else can tell like if I take it, but if I don't take it, my kids would be like, mom, I think you need to go take your CBD oil. (laughs) I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't take it. And I developed this like weird heart thing when I was pregnant with, um, one of my kids. I can't even remember which one now. And, um, it's just like PVCs, which they say is normal and happens to everyone, but I could actually start feeling them. And it, it makes it feel like somebody knocks the wind out of me and it completely like fixes that. Like if I take my CBD oil, I don't, I don't have that. Um, So it's really an amazing thing. Yeah. And I really wish the military would approve it Mm. for people with TBI and PTSD like my husband, because it's like that's one of the countdowns to getting out of the military is like, oh, you'll finally be able to take a natural Seriously. <laughs> um, yeah. instead of all this, these medication bottles that are yeah. lined up on our counter oh, that they right. give him. And it's, you know, there's so many times where he's like, maybe I, I'll try not taking it again. And I'm like, nope, <laughs> yeah. nope, we're not doing that. So it's like yeah. a countdown on and it's like, okay, we're going to have the CBD sitting on the yeah. counter day one, day one. Right. And can't wait. And there are so many stories like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're newly retired. We Luke, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> me too. <laughs> yes. Um, and so we're constantly talking to other people who are about to retire or have retired. And that's like one of the things that comes up almost all the time is like, oh yeah, now I can take things that are completely natural, you know, but that were completely off limits in the military, but you can take Xanax or you can take SSRIs or whatever. And not to like demonize those. I think take them if that's what you think you need to do and what's best for Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. But also like, that's not what is best for everybody, Mm -mm. you know? And if the side effects say, could lead to suicidal tendencies. Uh, right. Right. I've never seen that with That's CBD. Not we, don't, we don't add that to our labels. Right. right? <laughs> so it's just not like, a, not a it, side effect. And it's not psychoactive. That's like, it doesn't affect you. Right. Like THC does. And I right. just, and there's so much valuable studies and so much information and it's like all right here. Just look at it. Military. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're so behind the curve. They, yeah. they still don't approve. Um, our insurance to cover chiropractic care for families and they just got it for the military right a couple years ago yeah so it's just kind of crazy but we'll be interested to see what happens in the years to come yeah so. hopefully yeah fingers crossed but until then the countdown's on mm-hmm. yep <sighs> yeah yep so what happened after yeah so i'll do all of that so i actually ventured out and started doing markets um on the side there was Right after COVID, um, which re- because I used to do the markets with the juice company, I love person to person sales. So like, yeah, the online sales, you know, they they pay the bills. But for me to fill that cup again, uh, I want to be in person. Exactly what we were just, you know, hearing the story, sharing stories, for sure, uh, selling like a craft that I'm creating directly to the consumer. So that's been really fun, and I do that on the weekends, uh, and that's 
Is it like a family thing? Do your kids go with you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my daughter makes muffins. She makes CBD muffins and Aww. she sells them for $5. So that's her money and she can keep that. It's uh, such a good skill to teach your child. Yeah. yeah. A seven year old. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. she like legitimately makes the muffins. Yeah. She, uh, yeah. And now my two and a half year old tries to help and he does a good job too. And <laughs> I'm like, these are for people. Please stop licking the batter. Like- Thank you. Um, Don't mind the egg. Yeah. There's so many other families too, and um, which is so great. So like they have their friends that go to these markets, and we Asheville is where I'm living right now, and it's just we have so such a great community, especially a community of mom entrepreneurs that bring their kids to sell their crafts at these markets. Uh, My daughter's going to join you in the fall. She's going to Montreat, so she'll be right there. So So beautiful, good for her. (laughs) Yeah, and then during 2021. we, we did a little um, festival gathering called Freedom Fest. Ugh, so amazing. That was really fun for, and I, again, I had a three month old and got this whole vision of this festival of people coming together um, in a time of need where connection was lacking and somehow pulled off a 500 plus person festival in what four months yeah in the mountains of Asheville in the mountains of Asheville it was so rad me and Molly went <laughs> yeah um the boys were on like a a dirt bike trip or something yeah. and Molly and I ventured up with our we like picked out our outfits yeah. and everything it was rad it was like what I felt like maybe Woodstock would be yeah. without like as many <laughs> bands and stuff it was just like workshops and um there was music mm-hmm. and like a lake and just tons of people to connect with they were all craving the same thing like community connection everybody had like quote stayed home for whatever um but like it felt like a time when people got to decide for themselves what were best what was best for themselves (laughs) i know doesn't it sound Uh insane like this is america um that's why it was called freedom fest exactly yeah okay it was just decide for yourself and come out if you want and we you know, through the dice and prayed that we weren't going to lose a bunch of money that we didn't have. And how did you have to like get permits and were oh, you given so such much. a hard time? And I so mean, it, yeah, in the finding the location, this location we is called Deerfields. We would never be able to get because it would have been so expensive, but they were hurting for money so bad that he's like, yeah, I'll charge you $25 a head. I'm like, really? That's it. Okay, great. So we ended awesome. up, yeah, and then he, he partnering with him, he kind of gave me the turnkey, like, you now you go to this, and you go get this permit, and you do this, and I'm like, this is so great. So now I have um, this whole, basically, little template of how you, you know, set up a festival. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a mentor, uh, amazing mentor for this, named Lee, and she helped me with the budgeting um, and the budget software, and it helped me learn budgeting on Excel. And I'm like, great, now I know how to do these awesome budgets for people. Uh, so I learned so much, and it was it was a lot because I was also I was the visionary and putting it all together. I didn't really have like Chris did all the music part, but I didn't really have like that sidekick that I love in business. Yeah. So I was holding the vision holding my <laughs> holding the vision holding my five month old and uh running this whole festival riding around in a golf cart oh and yeah it was it was a lot for me it was probably one of the most hardest things i've ever done in my life and everybody had a great time and it was uh, worth it did i have a great time yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
it is stressful but yeah i think it's so hard to be the one that like creates the vision but yeah. then also does all the things to make it happen that exactly. day because you know sarah yeah. like you can't enjoy it the way that you envision people enjoying it exactly. you don't get that same experience yeah. you give that to mm-hmm. other people that's why you take your cbd oil that day oh yeah <laughs> i probably chugged a bottle it was like Hey, hey, is everyone having fun? Great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta go deal with this problem. I remember just the walkie talkie would just go off like, all right, gotta go here. Like, why isn't there 10 of me right now? It was that was like the you know, that moment where you're like, Okay, how do I duplicate myself? But you had fun, Caitlin. Oh, I had a great time. (laughs) Your parents had a great time. Yeah. Your dad still talks about it to this day. Yeah. I uh we'll have to post some pictures. Yeah. Um, but it was it was so cool like i it was just an experience that i Mm -hmm. never would have like you know you go to whatever like first friday around here where there's like a band and there's vendors and whatever and that's like that's super cool for our small town this Mm -hmm. was like on a great like i'm talking like legitimately like woodstock ish like you are going into Mm -hmm. the mountains you're like am i i'm on this dirt road like is this (laughs) isn't someone building a place like that here like there's like a brewery or a bourbon place or something going in and yeah, I yeah. think it's, they I think it's by Longleaf uh, Animal Hospital over there maybe and they have There's that same kind of plan like amphitheater big grassy oh. area cool I'm pretty sure well, yeah this fun. was like so there would be music all throughout the day like mm-hmm. different DJs um on different stages and you would basically like with a schedule. There was a schedule yeah. of events. The schedule took us so long. I give Chris full credit on the <laughs> schedule. He was in Adobe for like days yeah. perfecting this beautiful schedule and the map. Yeah. It was so big. You needed yes. a map yeah. to like so figure you were, out where you were going. Totally. You pull out that map and I can remember taking Molly to Chris's set yeah. at like midnight one night oh, and yeah. you were like out in the forest. <laughs> But it was kind of just like YOLO. Like, when are you yeah. ever going to do this again? I'm not going to like take her to a concert at yeah. midnight in the woods ever again. Because right. who knows? Or maybe I will. I don't know. But yeah. um, so we like it. trucked out through the woods. It was dark and like you could just hear like the nightlife. Yeah. yeah. But the music hadn't started. So it was like quiet out there. Ooh. And as you got closer, you could start to hear the music and just like the lighting was incredible. Oh. It was like, like a quite the feat because figuring out electricity out in the woods like it was crazy but it was Mm. so cool it was rad and i had everybody was volunteers that was really cool too because i didn't know how to do the lighting and we just me and chris just we had just moved to Asheville, like you know a year the 2020 year so it does that really count so this was an this experience we got to meet so many people and through Mm -hmm. this festival that's where we built all of our connections for this like next chapter of our lives of like develop, you know, building our community in this new place. Um, and like-minded people. like Exactly, like-minded. Mm-hmm. And so everybody came together and from this sprung, we made a, our own little farmer's market. And then we have, Chris is now, you know, working, um, he's a full-time DJ. He got to, you know, live his passion through this event. He, people were like, oh, this guy, he must be great. And now he's the illusion of duality. <laughs> <laughs> and people like know him now from this yeah. one event. Uh, and now he DJs all the time and for all kinds of other cool events. Uh, and then for me, I started, so after this, I'm like, well, I could keep planning these big festivals that mm-hmm. takes so much out of me. Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> what else? Uh, my motto here is uh, think smarter instead of working harder, right? Yeah. Think smarter, not hard. So 
I created this platform called the Unity Web. And from this event, we had like over a thousand contacts, local contacts. So I pulled them into this, the Unity Web and created a platform for conscious creators. So anybody in the area that's doing an event or um, wanting to promote their skill set or, you know, what basically anything that you could do that in this local community, you can post your on the um, on the calendar or you can run an ad in the newsletter that goes out. So we created this monthly newsletter where everybody's services are, where all the upcoming events are, and you can, and it's like 25 bucks and you get to run your ad in it. So again, another stream of income that is automated that I don't really have to worry about. And then I just send out and it's great for the community and it connects people. And yeah. I don't have to plan another event with. There's this common <laughs> thread that when you do stuff that's good for the community and community focused, yeah. you're successful. Yeah. 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 What? <laughs> Bizarre. So yeah. crazy. Yeah. It inspires. So, yeah. So that's super exciting and fun. And again, doesn't take much time. And from there, I met this amazing firehouse. She was our uh, keynote speaker, uh, Maureen McDonald. And she was just in awe that I created this. And I was in awe because of all the things that she's done in the the world. And um, last August, she called and asked if I would help her out with her nonprofit. And I was like, I have no idea how to do anything for a nonprofit. (laughs) And then my resourcefulness was like, you know, like, well, actually, what came up first was like, I don't think I can do this the like the imposter like I don't Mm -hmm. I don't know I'm not good and I'm like well that's totally not me and me and Chris talked it out he's like Taryn look at all the things that you have done like how you're gonna figure it out and you're and so I quoted her my price I'm like am I worth this I'm like yeah this is like my first time taking on a client and and I was like I'm doing it and I said it was a full heck yes and I jumped (laughs) right in and it's been such a pleasure working with her and and just creating all this like video contents, uh, brochures, managing her website. Um, I like, made a list here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's what I was wondering. What all you do? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, oh my gosh! So just really pa- like rewarding work. And in the, it's called MillionsAgainstMandates.org. Uh, we put out published articles. I don't do the writing, but I do like the the uh, graphics that would go with the article. Um, tons of graphic design work for her. Um, videos, uh, we did the, my, one of my favorite was the toxic truth about toxins. And we talked about all of the harmful toxins in our environment, um, from everything from water to cleaning supplies to makeup and then provide solutions. Plastics. Uh, So it's yeah. Plastics. (laughs) everything. So, so like being able to do work that I like love, I talk about that all the time. It's like, Oh, now I'm getting paid to do what I love. So it's been really great with her. Um, but it is a nonprofit, so. And what is the nonprofit like? Fully focus on like what's there? Millions against mandates. So just f- freedom, saving, really big on the children. Like how can we protect our children? Letting them know about vaccines, the truth about vaccines. Like educating yourself on what schedule you want to do if you want to do any. We did a lot of information about COVID. The toxic truth about food. We did a big one on food. Yeah, and it, and if, if people are interested, totally dive into the website and check out. And it's everything is collaboration and solution based too. She mm-hmm. works with. Right now, we're looking at the um, RFK um, election for yep. him and um, seeing how we can support that 
him. Yeah, so there's just that's a super fun avenue. Um, so that takes about like ten hours of my week right now, and then the other ten hours of my week, because I like to say, I work about twenty to twenty five hours a week, um, which is what with my third baby here is <laughs> all I can really swing. Because um, she decided to come in at a time where I was like, "What is happening with my life?" <laughs> I like, felt like I finally had my my momentum back and my time back. My youngest was uh, two two and a half, and I was really excited to maybe start another business, but. She decided to come in, so it's like, how? Where can I make more money from my computer? So my friend back, back up in the juice company days, Hannah started a plant company. So um, it's called We Are Plant Lovers. And what does a visionary need? The person to hold it all together. So <laughs> me and her have done a full circle, and now I'm supporting her with my other, uh, with my other energy and during the work week uh, in supporting her business. So, so to juggle being yeah. a mom. And working for two different or clients, running, yeah. yeah, clients, having two different clients, having yeah. two different clients running this. Do you set like office hours and you're like, these are my office hours exactly. when I do all of this? Yep. I have three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm staring, like sitting down by 10 o'clock so I can at least enjoy the mornings with the kids. Um, mm-hmm. And then I'm calling it like done by like five five thirty because then you have to switch into like dinner and I like to get a workout in and yeah um and then of course like I'm on call and this is goes to like the boundaries mm-hmm. <laughs> really like specific specifying specifying <laughs> my boundaries with people who I'm like working with like okay this is when I'm on and this is when I'm off and like Hannah obviously is like one of my best friends. So she's like, yeah, I totally respect that. Um, I, and, and it's so hard for me as an entrepreneur though, to create those boundaries. Cause I always want to be on, mm-hmm. but my kids need me. And sometimes you get anxiety when you're not exactly. on because you're like, what's happening when I told them not to bother me? Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> right. FOMO. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, what's going on? I need to know. Um, why aren't they bothering why me? Why aren't they? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and uh, I took a, like, took a vaca- like two days off for my birthday where I was like completely off. And both Maureen and Hannah were like, it was so hard to not message you. <laughs> like, we really worked hard to not message you, though. I'm like, I know. Thank you. And it was hard for me to not message you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. The feelings mutual. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. It, and it, it's great because then I know that those three days I'm feeling myself and I'm basically filling myself up. And yes, I know it's work related, but that's what fills me up. Mm-hmm. It's like these pro- passion projects and like working with my best friend again and, and seeing what she can create and helping her and knowing that like I'm holding that container for her to create and vision for and then also doing this work that feels so good. Yeah. So, and then those other four days I'm in it fully emerged in motherhood and I don't have to be on my phone and I don't have to, you know, be taken away for work where I, I could be fully present basically. Yeah. yeah. That's hard. This mom guilt is a hard, <sighs> even this morning, <laughs> my daughter goes to therapy and my oldest takes her sometimes if, you know, I have to work or be here or, you know, another kid has an appointment or something, you know, and this morning she goes, mommy, I want you to take me today. And I was like, and I was trying to like figure out, can I fit it in? I might be able to. And I was like, no, sissy's going to take you. She goes, but you're my mom. And I was like, she's all smart. (laughs) Taking that heart. Yeah. Oh, she's it. Yeah. My little genius. She Mm -hmm. just turned three and 
the fact that like her mentality is like that. She's like, but you're my mom. I was like, I am your mom and I love you. And I'm Josie's mom. You know, we went through all of it. And, um, and I said, but Josie's your sister and she loves you too. And, but yeah, oh, that's so gut wrenching. And I'm just like, okay, what do I do? (laughs) Yeah. Now you're like, do I rearrange my whole entire life to make sure that I take you to all your therapy appointments? Right. But here's the thing. I don't go in like she's by herself. Yeah. I literally, it's just driving her there. And then the therapist comes to the waiting room and gets her and takes her back and then brings her back out. So it's not like it's a a therapy that like involves the parent. Cause you know, a lot of kids do better in those types of situations without the parent there. Um, so it's not like I go back and I, you know, thought about that to kind of justify it. It's like really who it's who she's riding in the car with. She's rear facing in the car. She doesn't talk. Like, yeah. right. It's not like, Boys. but then on the flip side of that, I would be like, is this going to be one of the th- things that she remembers as like an adult? Like, oh yeah, my sister always had to take me to therapy yeah. and my mom was never available for me. Yeah. That's what I talked Thank about you, with Caitlin. my therapist. So, <laughs> yeah. No, like that's how my brain works, yeah. you know, yeah. because I think if you, like, if I look back at my childhood, there are things that I remember that were nobody's like fault or anything like that. But like, and I see why they went the way that they did, but also I'm like, Oh, I'm kind of not like upset about it, but like, Oh, that thing I do remember, mm-hmm. you know, like my parents would go on vacation a lot together, mm. which was wonderful. And I'm glad that they like loved each other and still do <laughs> enough to <laughs> hang out together and be together. But there were some questionable people that watched oh us. <laughs> like the time you stole the car. That when no one was watching us oh. at that point, there it was the changeover <laughs> oh, um, between I don't even remember who was staying with us, but like my aunt and uncle were coming later in the day. I had a little wild moment in middle school. Mm-hmm. I was thirteen. Other than that, I was just phenomenal child. Really, I was. Well, you had to be. You had had to to make up for the. Yeah, there's a little chaos going on, so I had to just do the right thing. But for a moment, I had got a little wild hair, (laughs) and um, yes, they were on vacation, and um, my brother wouldn't take me to get my clothes that I had left at a friend's house, and I was like, "You will take me there right now because I need those clothes," and he was like. I'm not taking you like do whatever, you know, like I'm not going. And I was like, well, then I'm going to take the car. And he was like, cool. You know, like he didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember thinking in my head, like I said, I'm going to do that and I'm going to do it. You know, like (laughs) I'm not backing down. So I get the car keys to the van and I get in the van and I pull out of the driveway and I drive about seven minutes to my friend's house oh my gosh. and seven I knew how to minutes. drive. Yeah. Like I knew how to drive. I like, I was sitting on my dad's lap driving up the street as like a toddler. And mm-hmm. then when we would go on vacation on the beaches of Mexico, we'd go camping every summer and my parents would let me drive the Jeep <laughs> like as a child. Yeah. Um, and so I knew how to drive and I drove to my friend's house. I walk in there, I get my clothes. She's like, Oh, I thought your parents were out of town. Who brought you here? And I was like, held up the keys. Oh my God. And I was like, I drove here. And she was like, no way. And so me and Jenna, we get in the car and she's like, let's go to 
I don't even remember, like Travis's house or something. And I was like, okay. So we drove another probably like seven minutes in the other direction, pulled up. And this guy, I remember him looking at us and he was like a year older than us. And he was like, what the hell? Like you guys are crazy, you know? And then we were like, let's go to McDonald's. We had no money. We were 13. So I like scrounged through the change thing in the car and we got two waters and a small French fry oh through the drive through. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I can you imagine being like the, the, the person to yeah, give you your food? Your like order. clearly uh, I was not old enough. Yeah. Um, and then we drove to my boyfriend's house who lived by the beach, which was about 15 minutes from my house oh, this and, and showed up there and his dad realized we had driven ourselves there. He took my keys and tried to call my parents who were not in the country. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was just like this child's delinquent who, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Did um, you have to break up son. with them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, after that, I was grounded legitimately in and my room for, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm still grounded. Um, I was grounded for over a month, like no communication with anybody. There were no cell phones or anything at that yeah. point, but I couldn't talk on the phone. I could only go to school. I remember writing, mailing letters to my friends because I was like so bored. I had no TV, no nothing. Um, But that was literally like the only time that I got in trouble. I was really trying to like go big. So (laughs) can I tell you something now as a mom of kids that have already gone through those years? Hide your keys because everything that myself or Brandon did. Yes. Coming back around. Yes. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I won't go into all the details embarrassing my children, but yeah, (laughs) when my kids make a bad mistake and we tell his parents about it or something, they're like, hmm, sounds familiar. Of course. But this has like been happening since the dawn of time that kids make these mistakes, maybe not steal their parents' car, but, um, you know, (laughs) there's like, maybe maybe that is what happens. Yeah. So, um, but yes, there are things that I look back on, you know, like questionable people that stayed with me. There was somebody who's definitely on drugs who stayed with us for about a week. And <laughs> oh god. my god. I um remember her being like awake at 2 a.m. making us pancakes. And I came out because it was like so loud in the kitchen and she was just like super wide eyed, like, Do you want some pancakes? And I was like, No, it is like the middle of the night. <laughs> so there are things that I'm sure my parents were like, Yes, they have a babysitter. It's like fine, you know, that like I definitely remember is like, okay, there were some questionable people that I was in the care of, but don't worry, it was fine. You know, so there's like things that are very impressionable on our children Mm -hmm. that we may not know our actual impressions being made. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's so crazy. Not to equate any of that to you not going to Sam's therapy. That was like a big, (laughs) bad comparison. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it's a a small thing compared to a big thing, but how that stuff develops and the things that people remember about (laughs) childhood. And I know, I remember similar things and like my brother would babysit me all the time and he would always take me to the mall because girls thought it was hot oh, sure. that like he took care of his little sister yeah oh, so I was basically like a puppy bait. yeah yeah <laughs> great 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 stuff yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyways but yes back to mom guilt so You're right Right. Yeah. Yeah. So are you with Cedar, middle child? Um, is he going to school Thursday, Friday? Or just Friday? He's going to start school next yeah, in September, Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday. 
Wednesday, Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday. So your schedule will change. Well, yeah. I mean, Cedar is the easy key in this. This baby that I'm holding, the zero to three months is like, oh, they sleep. You know, I had her on a Thursday and was at my computer on Monday. Not that I'm saying that that's a good thing at all. But again, it was like, you do what you got to do. You got to do what you have to do. And I was like looking at it, you know, I... I'm so grateful that I only have to work a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. for a longer, you know, to have her. I don't have to check in and she doesn't have to go to daycare. She's still with me. Mm -hmm. The way the pros weighed out the cons. Um, But she's going to be three months soon and she's going to turn more online and I want to sleep a lot. And, you know, um, so I'm a little nervous. I think this is going to shake me up. Um, a lot more because Cedar going to school will be one of um, on Wednesday where um, Chris is in charge of him. And then on Thursday, I'll just go pick him up and Thursday's my day with him and mm-hmm. we'll be good. Um, whereas this baby, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I've said that to Chris multiple times. My partner, I was like, we have to figure this out because I need concentration time. Right. As you know, as an entrepreneur, like I can get so much done. Mm hmm in a four hour of straight focus time than other people can do in like eight hours of right distractions, distractions and you know? yeah so i just really need need and that focus time yeah so and when you have the baby who wakes up who starts needing more you mm-hmm. don't have that like block and then once they become mobile Oh, yeah. <laughs> once you look over and they've rolled across the house and right. eating the dog food and you're like oh yeah <laughs> so so i have to figure that out i'm actually that was like part of um on our trip here it's like okay well we need to sit down and have a conversation like what does this look like mm-hmm. um because you know she still needs to be near me do i have to start pumping like i don't know we have to figure it out as we have to start giving her a bottle and you take her with you, do you uh, yeah so yeah it's a really big transition another transition and that's what it always uh-huh. is right like working for yourself and being your own self regulator you always like is this still working is this schedule still working okay yes or no it's like checking in with yourself too and being able to speak up and speak your needs and <sighs> yeah so i'm a little it's all but it's always i mean it always works out right in the end yeah. but mm-hmm. ooh, it's just so uncomfortable to have to it's going so well why do i have to shake it all up again right right well yeah. that's why the baby came right exactly. at the right time exactly because yeah. it is going well yeah so it's crazy how that works out yeah it's just kind of like when you're like oh we finally have saved up money and then it's like and all of this happens right it's like oh yeah <laughs> but that's why it happened mm-hmm. then because we were prepared and ready yeah. so it it does it always works out and at the end, it's about the legacy that you're leaving and these little things that seem to stress us out and drive us crazy, like just our little blip, yeah. you know, in our big picture mm-hmm. of business and life and mom and being resourceful. That's yeah, that's one coming. thing that like, I think that is the word, right? When I, when we mm-hmm. started, yep. I was talking about like you manifesting and then getting stuff done. Like you are so resourceful. Yeah, And I think that if anyone is going to be a successful entrepreneur or business owner, you have to be resourceful. Mm -hmm. It's never a matter of like, how do I figure this out when you're resourceful? Mm -hmm. You, and first, obviously you have to have a really strong why to do that. Like, right. And following your passion. mm -hmm. That's what you're doing. (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, 
you make those connections and then you can call upon other people's expertise and say, teach me this thing. Then you have that skill set, you know, and we have the world at our fingertips right now. So you can learn literally anything, Mm -hmm. but you have to be resourceful in doing that. I think it's such a great quality for anybody to have, even if you're not an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. if you're an employee, um, you know, especially in this day and age, but it's like, there should never be a time where you're like, Oh, I don't know how to do that. So I'm not doing it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I remember I I didn't know how to do QuickBooks for, um, this, we are plant lovers and we interviewed a couple of bookkeepers and they got back to us with like, you know, their price. And I'm like, um, I'm going to learn how to do that. (laughs) It's a skill I think we need. If we're going to have businesses going forward, like I want to know how to do QuickBooks and I want to know how to look at the books and I want to know how to run P&Ls and I I want that skill set. And so I just dove into YouTube and taught myself how to use QuickBooks Mm -hmm. and... Well, and even if you hire a bookkeeper or accountant, you still need to know how because exactly. you need a check. Of course. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. And yeah. with our juice company, we were losing and, and we didn't have that skill set during mm. that time. And I, and it was so frustrating, too. We would look at these. I'm like, I don't understand this. How are we still losing money? And, you know, we still believe our bookkeeper was stealing from us. Like a lot of the times like we were to look at each other like this doesn't make sense. So now having this skill, I'm like, all right, we're good. We like at least know and understand this and we'll I'll keep doing this until we get to a point where I do have to pass it off. Um, so moving forward, I know mm-hmm. you're trying to figure out what it's going to look like, you know, with the baby. Are you going to take more clients? Are you like, nope, we're good. I'm good with these two clients. Yeah. Or is, um, and how's the CBD business? Is it just kind of running itself? Or are you yeah. still making everything? Like, yeah. So one day a week, um, I actually do it because, so my CBD, so the CBD business is still like a, a thing that Chris and I do together. So on Thursdays, once a month, I make all the products. Uh, so I only have to do that once a month. And then that will run us through four, four or four about four markets because we do a market on the weekends. Um, so it's great. So I only have to batch that. And then the, and then on the weekends, I will either bring the kids with me to the markets. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's more stressful, uh, or family. My sister lives in Nashville as well. So big shout out to having family live nearby mm-hmm. because you drop the kids off to her and mm-hmm. she uh, helps out so that I can focus more. It's weird. I sell more with my kids not there. Funny concept. <laughs> um, okay. So, so that's, that's pretty automatic and, and like a little input for a massive output. Um, the margins are really good and everything's great. And yeah. Then the placentas kind of run itself. That's all automated. I do one, like one placenta a month. It's 200 bucks or 250 and it's super easy. And um, I just have these automatic posts that go up in different Facebook groups. And that's how I advertise that. Um, with do As of right now, the, the plant company is growing so, so fast. fast. I just can't. I'm Hannah I'm, is epic I just, she'd be another fun person i know we gotta get hannah on. she's a force to be reckoned with and i'm just holding um and so a lot of my time's going into that so between that the nonprofit, it, it comes like this it's kind of like waves like when yeah. we have a, a lot of donations i can work more um it's right now it's kind of slow summer is a little slow you know everyone's out of routine anyways so i always say yes i can take Yes, I could take on more clients. Yeah, <laughs> especially if it's project based. I'm really good. Like I have, you know, some people will come to me and I'll do flyers a lot for the Unity Web. If people need um, flyers made, um, or if they need their websites, website projects, I'm I can bust those out. You know, I'm really efficient with website creation now. Um, so yeah, I always say, you know, what's the project? I can most likely 
take it on. <laughs> yeah. That's the resourcefulness. Yep, the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, where can people find all the information about everything that you do? So tell yes. us all the things. Okay. So there's womanpower.com is if you're a new mom, a mom who's had a birth one way and wants to go more of the natural way. And I'll, I'll um, or um, that's really great if you're in Asheville and you want your placenta encapsulated, call me up. Uh, mm. And then the unityweb.org is for all the events. And that email is so say you wanted to like bring, have me do a, a flyer or some sort of graphic or build your website. That's all through the Unity Web, um, the unityweb.com. And then if you want some epic CBD that's small batch, handcrafted, artisan made, grown out right outside of Asheville, uh, that's sacredflower.com. <laughs> and then plants, I'm telling you, like these plants are. I, I have you food have downstairs. Some. Yeah. yeah. You just got some. Yay. Uh, it's weareplantlovers.com. Um, I've made that website too, so you can get a good idea. Um, of, that's a Shopify website. And then for the nonprofit, it's millionsagainstmandates.org. Maybe we can link those at the yeah, yeah. bottom. We'll put them in the show notes for sure. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot there. going on. And then your Instagram handle. Yeah. Zen Ren. Yeah. I think about that. Yeah. Zen Ren. <laughs> underscore Zen Ren underscore. You'll and see the cutest me. little babies. The babies. Mm-hmm. And the, the markets. The and markets. Just and life. Life. Me yeah. juggling my baby. Yeah. With my th- I, oh, another big hack that I realized, two computer screens. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, if you haven't... Uh, on that yet it's like do it you can have one business going on one screen the other business going mm-hmm. on the screen and then the baby in the lap so you'll see me there <laughs> it saves a lot of time rather yeah. than clicking back and forth uh, on the tab yeah oh, for sure so, yeah. little hacks so, like little that. Hack. Yeah. finding yeah. efficiencies that's yeah what, yep finding efficiencies and time management so. for sure yeah i feel like you have so much more you could talk about <laughs> um that is like not even necessarily business related yeah. because I just feel like you are such a old and wise soul that you just have so much insight into just life like you're you're just a really deep connected person woman so maybe Gr- grounded Grounded, yeah, but also just very intuitive. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm like trying to find the words. (laughs) Yeah. Words, words, they're hard. Thank you for seeing that. I definitely, if I didn't have the connection to Source, the Divine, I I would have been in a very different place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. just that belief in myself and that there's a power behind me, that's really what gets me going every day. Yes. It's the what? The me but the I am, the I am, the bigger, the bigger I am behind mm-hmm. me that makes me me. And that's what gets me pushing through every day. And these sweet babies. Yep. Yeah. When in doubt, you know, you have to keep going for this. Yes. <laughs> for sure. Just the belief that you'll know, you won't fail. Like if you're doing something that feels so good and that's good for the community, that you're, you know, it's going to work out exactly how it's supposed to. Right. Self-belief, yeah. baby. Believe in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Oh, oh yes. you guys say she's hi She's like, too? oh, Mary <laughs> says time's up. Yeah, she's like, I didn't get to talk. <laughs> Looking for that passy. See, I was using mom as a passy. Now I need my passy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's so sweet. And she's out. <laughs> uh, back asleep. 
Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on and for bringing the baby. Yeah. Thank you, ladies, for starting this. It's so great. She's the boss. I just love it. It's been (laughs) so fun. It is so fun. fun. Every time. Fills a cup. Reflections. I love it. Awesome. Thank you. Yay. All right. Bye. Bye.